0: Hello, look like we have frozen again, Uh, just one moment. Hello. Can you guys hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Sorry about that. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> What's it, y'all? claiming? I'm claiming Jesus. All right. I think I hear it on April's uh, thing. Hey, guys, I apologize for that. I'm not sure what the issue is with my webcam. Everything was working perfectly. Um, 30 minutes up until now because I got on early, but it messed up. But anyway, we're not going to let that stop us. Thank you guys for hanging in there. Thank you, uh, Dad, for starting <laughs> starting up what you claiming, claiming Jesus. Uh, yeah, it wasn't any of you guys. Uh, it was everything on my end. My webcam stopped working. So if you guys want to invite, uh, share, or whatever, let people know it's back working, all right? So like I said, once again, my apologies for that. Uh, let's get going. Uh, announcements. Uh, tonight, Bible study, Sunday morning. They're scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Sunday morning at 930, join Pastor Chris and Elder Valley for Kristen Valley worships. That is streamed from her per, uh, professional page, as well as we share to the uh foc page so you can watch it from here or you can go like and follow her page kristen valley worships and then following uh, 9 30 worship we have 10 o'clock uh sunday service with pastor Edwin and pastor shun right here on the uh, foc page uh, and then on monday we have monday mindset with pastor shun and you can follow her on her professional page shun strickland uh on facebook and then on tuesday night we have prayer you don't want to miss prayer 8 o'clock central time right here on the foc page uh and then of course on wednesdays we have bible study all right on wednesdays we have bible study and tonight we're going to be talking about the benefits of obedience the benefits of obedience all right and so what we're going to do is just go ahead and pray and get started uh since we lost a few minutes uh dealing with technical difficulties oh tomorrow th- yeah don't forget about this tomorrow night 7 p.m uh Central Standard Time is our home for the holidays Christmas mini concert um, and so uh you can ju- Hey, Pastor Chris, if you would uh type out your professional page in the comments, and I'll post it real quick. But yeah, so you'll be able to join Christian Valley for uh Home for the Holidays Christmas mini concert, which is going to be great tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh and I and that is at Christian Valley Worships via Facebook. So that's where you can grab that at. All right. Thanks, Pastor Chris, for letting us know that. All right. All right. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, let's get to it. Uh, Let me get that comment down. Let's pray and get going. Father, God, we thank you for the day. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that your word never fails us, that your word has been designed to prosper us. And we thank you, God, that we hear and we do, that we do not allow our soul, our mind, will, emotions, imagination, or intellect, to deter us from following God, we declare that we meditate on Your Word both day and night, so that we may observe to do according to all that's written therein, and that we live successful lives, we live an abundant life, and that the enemy cannot steal, kill, or destroy anything in our lives because we always obey You. And in obeying You, we are guaranteed prosperity, provision, and victory. And Father, we thank You that Your Word will fall on good ground tonight, and it will bring forth harvest that will bring. Uh, expansion to your kingdom and to bring uh, victory into our lives in your son Jesus name amen 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 so you guys got the announcement so let's go ahead and type this say my obedience always brings me blessings my obedience always brings me blessings not some of the time but all of the time so anytime i'm obeying god i'm going to be able to be guaranteed that his empowerment, that word blessing means empowerment to prosper so anytime i'm obeying god i'm empowered to prosper his obedience is is there so that i may have provision and tonight we're going to talk about the nine things that the nine benefits of obedience is way more than nine, right? But we know we're only going to be able to talk about nine tonight. And so what I want to do, like always, is just in my own way, give you life stories, give you word to talk about why obedience is important, why it's critical for us. But before I do that, I want to go through a couple of words of God's that we've gotten this year. You know, uh, back in September, Pastor Sean came out with this prophetic alert. It says there is a release of supernatural strategies that will cause you to break through. The Holy Spirit will lead you in the way you should go. It says many of the instructions will seem simple and even insignificant, but your obedience will release the power of God into your situation to bring new levels of freedom and breakthrough. And later on, it says he is releasing strategies that will give you the victory no matter what the economy does. So that was a word from Pastor Sean for the body back in September that we got to obey God in all things, even in those things that seem so in- insignificant, even in those things that seem meaningless. We're, when we obey God is going to release the power that we need in our situations to bring us new levels of freedom. She says, listening and obeying God consistently will be crucial. All right. Then Pastor Edwin came back uh, and gave us the prophecy. He said, hold on. And that word hold on, in other words, is meaning obey and have faith. Hold on to the words which I have given you, the words that you have used to guide you through this year. Stand firm and be prepared to receive all that I will reveal to you in the days and months ahead. In other words hold on to your obedience, hold on to your faith. Those words that I've given you, they will cause you to to be able to uh, stand in this next year. And he talked about how this will be our season of great harvest. And that all has to do with those who are obedient. And then Pastor Sean came back in in November the 30th and said, God is reintroducing you to yourself. Many of you already feel the pulling and others are in the process God is dealing with you about you he is challenging lies and limitations and bringing you into truth well Ralph what does that have to do with obedience because anytime you're operating in disobedience you're operating outside the identity in which God has called you to operate in The purpose of obedience is to bring you into alignment with the identity, bring you into alignment with the purpose, bring you into alignment with the provision, bring you into alignment with the peace, the joy and the prosperity that God has for you. So that word that God is reintroducing you to yourself, you're going to be reintroduced to yourself by obeying God. Through acts of obedience that may seem meaningless, that may seem insignificant, you're going to begin to understand who you really are. Like for this, when God asked me to do refresh Bible study, that was an act for uh, that was an obedient act to get him to get me to understand who I am when he asked me to do. To, to do things for my family. When he asked me to do this or to do that or to give, he is only bringing me into alignment with my true identity. So that's what, what that word was. And then last Sunday, if you haven't listened to last Sunday's message, please go back and listen to it. Uh, Faith Foundations, part three, Armloads of blessings and harvests are coming your way. And they talked about Psalms 126, verse six, that they may sweep as... They may weep as they go out carrying their seeds to sow, but they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessings and a harvest overflowing. And Pastor Sean and Pastor Edwin talked in depth about how that is going to be reserved for those who obey God. And so I'm not going to go into that. But as you can see, we've gotten word after word after word about how this is the season to obey God. Say, I will obey God. I will obey God because that is the thing that's going to allow me to have my best year yet. That is the thing that's going to allow me to harvest what I've been expecting. That is the thing that's going to allow me to manifest the will of God in my life. I must obey God. So. Obedience is not optional. It's required for the believer. We cannot make obedience optional. All right. And so I just wanted to go through that because, man, listen, word after word after word has been talking about the importance of us obeying and how god is going to bring great harvest to those people and if you're not obeying god then you, you're not one of those people you can be saved you can be set free you can be all those things you can go to church every sunday you can give but if you don't obey god then you're not a part of those who will reap the harvest that god is talking about and so what is biblical obedience what does that look like as i was studying in this i really like this 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 definition to biblically obey means i hear. I trust, I submit, and I surrender to God's word. So when I biblically obey, I hear, I trust, I submit and I surrender. We all know what it means to hear, right? But that word is trust. So I hear the word, then to trust it, I mean, I believe that's reliable. I believe the word is reliable. God, I hear what you're saying to me, and I believe what you're saying is reliable. And I submit myself to you, or I accept your word into my life. I yield myself, and that word surrender, I love. I cease resistance. And for a lot of us, We're not we're not surrendering to the word will of God. We're not surrendering to the word of God. We're not uh, ceasing the resistance. We still want to do it our way. We want everything that God has, but we want to still be able to do everything we want to do. We want to take the jobs we want to take. We want to date the people we want to date. We want to go to places we want to go. We want to say the things we want to say. We want to express the emotions we want to express. When God has told you to be quiet, you're not ceasing to resist you're not surrendering yourself and so if i'm going to hear god i gotta hear i gotta trust i gotta submit and i have to surrender in order to make sure that i'm able to walk out the things that god wants me to because if i'm not yielding myself and i'm not ceasing to offer resistance to what god has for me then i am going to operate in disobedience so i really like that that definition of obedience meaning hear trust i believe your word is reliable god yield i'm going to stop surrender cease and cease resistance to your word so in other words i'm going to do what you want me to do all right so we know in john 14 and 15 it says obedience if you love me you obey me so obedience is not optional right and as especially stated in the word from god the small things are going to matter The insignificant is significant. The insignificant is significant when it comes to obeying God. The insignificant is significant when it comes to obeying God. Many of the instructions, this is what the word said again, Many of the instructions will seem simple and even insignificant, but your obedience will release the power of God into your situation to bring you new levels of freedom and breakthrough. The things that you have been looking for, the things that you have been desiring, And as we go through these steps and I mean, these benefits in a minute, I'll show you in the word. Every word matters. Pastor Sean and Pastor Edwin have been stressing that in so many words. Every word matters so even the word to say go to this walmart even the word that says don't go out today even the word that says don't go to that family gathering all of those words matter there is no word that god if god took the time out to tell you It is significant for your life. If God takes the time out to tell you, it's significant for your life. So you can't minimize that word. You got to hear the word. You got to trust that the word he is telling you is reliable. Then you have to submit yourself. You got to yield yourself. And then you got to cease all soul type resistance to the word of God so that you can obey and do what he says. So that you may be brought into those new levels of freedom and breakthrough that God desires for you to walk in all right so obedience to god's request will pave the way for his empowerment to come into our lives obedience puts the super onto our natural obedience is what releases the power of god to operate in our life and so tonight as we go through this uh and i just wanted to back backtrack with all these words of god's just so that you know the foundation that's been set since last year past is talking about the year of great harvest to, to those who do what Agree align, will be advanced. This isn't something that that should be played around with this Isn't the time to be wondering if you're gonna be, obey God This isn't the time to be contemplating on resisting This is a time you need to cease resistance and come into full alignment Come into full agreement with God so that he can place you in a place that you should be So that the kingdom of God can take over the way it's designed to do. All right, so why is obedience critical? That's a question Why is obedience critical? Number one, obeying God in small matters is an essential step in receiving God's greatest blessing. Why is obedience critical? Why should I obey God? Because in obeying God in small matters, it's essential step in receiving God's greatest blessing. We're going to discuss, I think, eight people coming up. And any of these people we discussed had said, no, it would have changed the trajectory of their lives and our lives. Just think about if Jesus said, no, nah, I'm good on that cross. Think about if Peter said, no, nah, God, I don't got time to push out on this boat. Think about if Noah said, no, nah, I ain't about to build this ark. Everybody said yes. And their yes was critical not only to their lives, but to the lives of many generations to come. So the small things matter, they're essential. And, and receiving God's greatest blessing for my life. All right. And what we got to understand about uh, obedience is this when I obey God, the responsibility shifts to Him. Obedience is my responsibility, provision is His. Obedience is my responsibility, provision is His. So when I begin to obey God, what happens is when I obey God, I, that's my responsibility that's what i do by faith by obeying god i exercise faith to say that i hear your word father i count your word as reliable i know that i'm going to submit to your word and i surrender to your word what happens at that moment is that i shift all responsibility from myself onto god so at the moment of obedience I become the one who in faith believes God's word to be true. And then he has to back his word up. And we know that God's word never fails, right? Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never fail. And so what happens is when I begin to obey God, it shifts all the responsibility onto God. So my job is to obey and it's God's job to provide my job is to obey It's God's job to provide and so every time I operate in disobedience I am taking on the responsibility to be my own provider that's what I'm doing every time I choose to provide uh, to be disobeyed what I'm saying is is I am now saying God I am taking responsibility to govern my own life. I'm taking responsibility to be Lord over myself. I'm taking responsibility to be the king of my own kingdom. I'm I am becoming the idol of my own life. So every time I disobey God, I take his responsibility of provision and I put it on myself and in myself I'm limited in myself I'm finite in myself I can only see so far in myself I only have so many resources in myself I am so not capable of doing what God wants me to do so that's why disobedience disables me from God providing because I shift the responsibility from God to myself so that's why it's important to obey God because when I obey God the responsibility of provision is on God. All right. So the second reason, why is obedience and why is obedience critical? Our obedience always benefits us and it benefits other people. Obedience always benefits us and it benefits other people. Obedience is not done in a vacuum. Same way though, disobedience is not done in a vacuum. Obedience perpetuates through eternity, creating a positive impact in the kingdom. So the obedience that I do today, if God said, hey, Raph, I want you to owe no man nothing but to love him. I don't want you out borrowing money. I don't want you doing this. And I obey God and I allow for him to provide for me, then the provision that I now have not only impacts my life, it impacts Aiden's life, it impacts Major's life, it impacts Ava's life, it impacts April's life. Why? Because my obedience is not done in in a vacuum. My obedience impacts my tribe. So as I obey God, I am leaving ripple effects for everybody close to me to benefit from my obedience. I will leave Aiden debt freedom. I will leave Major debt freedom. I will leave Ava debt freedom. I will be able to leave them an in inheritance. Why? Because I chose to obey God. But when we choose to disobey God, when we choose to do all of those things, then we also set those up in our tribe and our families. We we That's how generational curses and things like that are are. are perpetuated through generations down the lineage because nobody stopped to obey God to cut that thing off. You might as well go ahead and say that. Say my obedience is setting up my future. My obedience is setting up my future. And the third reason it's critical to obey God is that when I obey God, I'll never be disappointed. When I obey God, I will never be disappointed. Because a lot of times you're disappointed because you're you're, you're, (laughs) what we do. We pray, God, God, I thank you that you're going to bless me with this uh, this house. You said I could have this house, God. So I I thank you that I have this house. I have this house in in 20 in in the next three months, I'm going to have a house. Well, did God say that you're going to have a house in the next three months? So many times we go into God praying for things and then forming an expectation on how God is going to meet that need. And what happens is it creates this sense of disappointment. It's not that God isn't going to supply the need, but God isn't supplying the need the way you feel like he should based on the box you put God in. And so a lot of times we find ourselves being disappointed because we're not spending enough time in prayer listening to God to be able to obey him, to hear all of the instructions on which he has given us and God's way of blessing us may not always look like the way we feel like we should be blessed. Uh, I mean, you may feel like you should get the house this year. God may say, "Hey, the house is for next year. This year I need you to work on your credit." You may feel like the, the uh you feel like that uh the debt freedom may come today, but even if God calls you to be debt free today because you haven't worked on your ma- mindset of money, your money mindset, because you haven't worked on the integrity because you don't know how to budget because you still don't obey God when it comes down to not spending, that God could deliver you today only for you to be caught back up tomorrow. And so through some of those things where we're not seeing things manifest the way that we want them to manifest, it isn't that God isn't listening. It isn't that God hasn't already provided. But a lot of times we're in the midst of being met, those things manifested. We're growing up and we're maturing. We're learning how to become the person that can handle uh, the things that God gives us Pastor Evan talked about the house and how it's being framed and those things and how you got to have supports if all you did was go put frame a house up on the dirt and put a roof off on top of it the weight of the roof will cause the the walls to sink down into the ground why because there was never a foundation established so through obeying god i'm establishing a foundation that causes me to be mature enough to handle the weight of the harvest that god desires to put on my life but when i choose not to obey god when i choose to To be disobedient, what I am now doing is not establishing a foundation needed to support the things that God desires for me to have in my life. All right. So when when you obey, it doesn't always manifest what you desire immediately. And the natural, sometimes it requires time. It requires work. It requires soul pruning. It requires sacrifice. It requires fortitude. You cannot assume because it isn't easy that it isn't God you cannot assume that because it isn't easy that it isn't god or that he has left you god just because you got to work just because you got to grind just because you got to learn something new just because it doesn't happen overnight that doesn't mean that god has left you that doesn't mean that you have missed god god is always with us all right and so through those times what is happening, our self is being extinguished. So, because until you come to the end of you, God can't start. God can't help you as long as you're in the way. So during those times where you feel like God isn't listening, you're maturing, you're growing up. Why? Because your self needs to be extinguished. Pride needs to be exterminated, right? You got to tear that down. Idols got to be destroyed. All of that's coming down as you grow up so that God can put on you what he desires to have, for you to have. But if God gave us everything that he desired for us to have now, most of us will squander it like the prodigal son because we don't have what it takes to support that. You got to end you, right? Under, and then the other thing that happens through those times where we feel like God isn't listening and things like that, or God has left us, understanding of God is being deepened in those times where my self is extinguished during those time where my pride is destroyed during those time that those idols are being torn down the understanding of god for my life is being deepened i'm able to understand the depth the width the height and the breadth of god's love so that he may do exceeding abundantly above everything i can ask or imagine right because what it is not what we have it is not how much we love god that causes us to believe him it is how much that god loves us that gives us the ability to that to know that he will do exactly what it said. It's the fact that I know that while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. It's the fact that I know that he saw everything that I would do wrong and he still sent his son, Jesus. It's the, thought, it's, the, it's the thought that I know that once Jesus became human, he stayed human, even though he knew everything that I would do. He stayed human and he sacrificed his life for me. It's that love that gives me great confidence that if he began to work in me, then he will surely finish that work. And so I can go to God. I can hear God. I can trust that His word will be reliable. I can submit to God and I can surrender. I can cease to resist. Against him, I can cease that. Why? Because I know my God can be trusted. He saw me at my worst and still thought I was worth it. He saw me sinning at the most I could sin and he still thought I was worth it. He saw me in the dirt that I did, the dirt that I am doing, and the dirt that I will do, and he still thought I was worth it. So, baby, you don't gotta be messed up about that. That's where we hang our faith, that even in the midst of all that, God thought we were worth it. And so I know that he'll keep me if I just listen to him. I know that he'll heal me if I just listen to him. I know that he'll deliver me if I just listen to him. i got to choose to obey God. i got to get out my own way. i got to get out my own way. And when I get out of my own way, his faithfulness will be manifested. All right. His faithfulness will be manifest. All right. Cool. We are good. So let's talk about these nine benefits of obeying God. Like I said, we know that there's many more, but let's just talk about these nine. All right. Benefit number one. Obedience preserves you. Obedience preserves you. I typed it real quick for you because I forgot. I didn't send dad notes. Obedience preserves you. That's number one. All right. So obedience preserves you. And we're going to talk about Noah. Y'all know the story of Noah. Noah, let's read Hebrews 11 and seven. It says by faith, Noah, after receiving divine warning of things not yet seen, showed godly fear. Otherwise, words, he obeyed and constructed an ark for the saving of his household. And through this faith, he condemned the world and he became an heir of the righteousness that resulted from faith. So how do I know obedience preserves me? Because it preserved Noah. When Noah decided for 120 years to go out there and build that ark, for 120 years to look like a fool, when everybody else was talking about him, when his family thought he was crazy and all those things, he still yet obeyed God. Why? Because Noah had come to the end of his self. Noah had submitted. He heard God. He trusted God to be reliable. He submitted his will to God and he surrendered. He ceased. He ceased to resist. And so Noah nailed every day for 120 years. Noah put sap all around those wood for 120 years. Noah did everything God needed for him to do. And what happened for Noah? His obedience preserved him. But what did I tell you about obedience? It doesn't just happen in a vacuum, baby. His obedience preserved him and his family and all of the earth. We are alive because Noah decided to obey God. So number one, obedience preserves you obedience will keep you safe obedience will cause you to be protected right number two i should have left my word document open uh obedience provides what you need when you need it obedience will provide what you need when you need it that's number two and what i'm talking about abraham for this one all right. And some of these we want to go through a little faster because we're going to spend some time talking about uh, a couple of them in more length. Obedience provides what you need. Let's talk about Abraham for this one, right? Abraham left his homeland. He's like, God's like, hey, Abraham, I need you to roll out, right? I need you to get away from your kinfolk. That ain't what you need right now in this season, right? Uh, I need you to go to the place that I'll show you. And, and as he went there, He and uh, as he him and Sarah travel, they came in times where he said it was his sister and things like that. Obedience provided protection. There's times where he needed to be fed. Obedience provided food. There was times where uh, where later on, where he is he called to be the father of many nations. Obedience made Sarah's womb come alive. Obedience made his sperm uh, swim into that into the uterus and produce something, right? Obedience caused him to have material possession that was greater than uh, most people on the earth. Obedience provided what Adam Abraham needed when Abraham needed it. And so what you got to understand is this, God is not a respecter of persons. So obedience will provide for you what you need when you need it because that's what obedience does. it is the gateway to God's provision. what is the provision that I need whatever God thinks that I need at that time why wow. because it says I know the thoughts towards you says the Lord right He know the thoughts towards you he know the life that he expects for us to live He knows what's good the Bible says he'll give us the what the desires of our heart and so and if you read that he talks about he will actually give us what to desire. Then he'll give us the Holy Spirit to bring to pass the past desires that we he's planted our heart into our life. So by obeying God, I have the ability to get what I need when I need it. That's why you don't got to be worried about whether you got to qualify for the job or not. If God told you to qualify for the job, you will have what you need when you need it. When God told you you can have a house, it doesn't matter what your credit score looks like. It doesn't matter what the bank account looks like. It doesn't matter what everybody else in your family has done. You will have what you need when you need it because he did it for Abraham. He did it for the... uh, the the Shadrach Meshach and Abednego, he did it for them, so he obligated to do it for me. My obedience always gets me what I need when I need it. But I gotta get self out the way, right? I gotta hear God, right? I gotta trust that His word is reliable. I have to submit. I gotta uh, what well, that word submit remember means to I gotta I gotta lay it down. I gotta I gotta know that I am yielding. I gotta accept Him, and then I have to. Uh, Surrender, right? I have to cease cease to resist. I will always have what I need when I need it, when I obey God. Number three, obedience rescues you and provides access to miracles. Obedience rescues you and it gives you access to miracles or the power of God. So when I obey God, I can guarantee, when I obey God, I will always be rescued when i obey god i have access to miracles once again we're talking about people in the bible and we know that because god is not a respecter of persons anything he's done for somebody else he is obligated to do on my behalf now here's a caveat to that he may not do it the same way he did it for them though some people walked around the city for seven uh seven times. Some people sent Judah first. Some people had to go bathe in dirty water. Some people had spit into dirt and made mud and rubbed on their eyes. However God tells me to do it, that's my way to provision. However God tells me to do it is my way to provision. I am not going to copycat somebody else's obedience expecting that's going to provide provision. Copycatting somebody else's obedience is not an obligation does not obligate God to rescue you. Let me say that one more time. Copycatting somebody else's obedience does not obligate God. What obligates God is his word. So if God told you to dip in the Jordan, then that, that would bring you deliverance. If God said apply for the job, then that's going to be what you need to do. If God said do this dot instead of do that, then it doesn't matter what your mom and your cousin, your auntie and all of them doing. You do what God has told you to do because that's what's going to bring you deliverance. You got to do it the way God told you. Because what happens is you copycat what somebody else has done for deliverance. You copycat what somebody else has done for financial prosperity. You copycat what somebody else has done for healing. And then you got the nerve to get mad with God because you don't get healed. You got the nerve to get mad at God because you don't get delivered. You got the nerves to get mad at God because you don't get the job. You're upset and offended with God because you still in more you in more debt than you started. All because You didn't do what he told you to do. And that's why it's so important. You got to hear God for yourself. I mean, I love Pastor Edward and Pastor Sean, right? They're my pastors. They're my man of God. They're my prophets. They're the ones I go to when I can't hear God. But I got to hear God for myself. I got to hear God for myself. Why? Because it's hearing God for myself where I hear him tell me what to do. All right. And so if you'll notice, Moses uh, became a leader. Why? Because obedience will give you skills you never thought you had. Noah was over there making excuses how he couldn't talk, how he wasn't a man for the job. And God, God said, oh, you need somebody to help you. So he sent an assistance to help Noah. And so he did all of these things. Why? Because when you begin to obey God, you'll begin to develop the identity that he has always called you to walk in. Noah didn't know he was a leader. Noah didn't know that he was going to lead the children of Israel. I mean, not Noah, Moses. Noah didn't know he had the capacity to be the person that led the children of Israel out of Egypt. But God knew who he was the whole time. Your obedience to God isn't about just you obeying God. It isn't about you losing stuff. It isn't about sacrificing stuff. Your obedience is bringing you into your identity. Your obedience is bringing you into your purpose. Your obedience is bringing bringing you into the provision that God has made for you. So Abraham, Noah became, I mean, Moses, I'm not sure why I keep messing up. Moses became a leader because he chose to obey God. You are going to become something you never thought you would because your soul, man, your mind, your will, your imagination, your, your intellect, right? Your emotions. Your, your 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 self identity, right, and the identity that others have placed on you. None of them have defined you as a leader. None of them have defined you as a CEO. None of those identities have defined you as a business owner. But baby, when you begin to understand who you are in Christ by obeying God, you under you begin to see who you really are. you begin to see that he has called me to own companies. He has called me to be the CEO. He has called me to be the solution. He has called me to be the man. He has called me to be the distribution center. You'll begin to see yourself the way God sees you when you begin to harken unto his word, when you begin to hear and do what he says. When you hear him, you trust his word to be reliable. You submit yourself to him and you cease to resist. How do I stop resisting God? You stop looking at yourself through yourself. You start looking at yourself through the lenses of God. You stop looking at yourself through the opinions of other people. And you start looking at yourself through the lenses of God. How do I do that? You begin to read the word. What does the word say about you? The word says you're chosen. The word says you're acceptable. The word says you're beloved. The word says you're adopted. The word says that you're loved. The word says you're the righteousness. The word says you're the head and not the tail. The word says you're the lender and not the borrower. The word The word says that you have been called to be a regent in this earth. The worst is that you are a friend of God, but not only are you a friend of God, but you have the same power that raised up Jesus dwelling on the inside of you, giving you the power to be just like God. So that's who you are. But when we spend so much time resisting God by looking at the idol that we create through self-identity, by looking at the idols that we create through societal identities, then we miss God through disobedience. All right. All right. Let's get to number four. Number four, obedience brings victory. All right. Obedience brings victory. We're not going to talk about this a lot because we'll touch on it later. But you talk about Joshua. Right. I mean, God, he gave Joshua some 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 instructions that 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 may not make sense and here's the thing it may not make sense to you but it makes sense to God and that's why we got to step that's why we got to come to an end to ourselves in order for God to move because as long as i try to make sense of things the bible says that the ways of God i mean that they, they, they don't even make sense to man they they they, are, they, they don't even man can't comprehend that right but The secrets of God have been made known to us because we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So you got to decide, am I going to operate in my spirit to understand the things of God? In order to do that, you got to hear, you got to trust, you got to submit, and you got to surrender, right? You got to obey. And through obedience, you bring your soul into alignment. Through obedience, you bring your soul into agreement. Through obedience, you're able to be advanced to the place that God wants you to be advanced to. And so you are able to experience the victory the same way Joshua experienced victory because you choose not to try to make sense of it in your flesh. You choose to trust God. God, I heard you, and I believe you to be reliable. That's all that matters. God, I heard. I don't got to make. You don't know how your car works. You don't even know how the how you go to work forty hours and your check makes it to your account direct deposit. You don't know that. You can't tell me how the the ACH works, you can't tell me how all of that is entered into a computer. You don't know the ins and outs of how it functions, but you're relying on it to be true. The same way with the word of God. You don't know how your car works. You don't know how the gas goes in sucks through the engine it spark it ignites and it compresses and all these things take place you don't know it but you have you rely on it to work so why can't you rely on god his word has been tried and it's true the same way you get in your car all the time and you depend on it to start because it's tried and true the same way with the word of god it's been tried and true but the problem is you ain't tried it so it ain't true to you and because it ain't true to you then you don't think it'll work for you. But baby, this is true. And if you get in there and you dig in, if you get in there and you trust God, if you get in there, you give him the opportunity to be the Lord, he will show you that. He will do exactly what he said he'll do. He'll show you that he is the great I am. I am a healer. I am a deliverer. I am a peace of mind. I am food when you need it. I am clothes when you need it. I am that I am. I can become a river in a desert. I can become dessert on a table. I can become wine if you need it. I can become, I can be, become a husband if that's what you desire. I have the ability to be everything that I you need me to be, but you got to trust that I'm reliable to do it right so let's move on to number five number five is obedience positions you for authority obedience positions you for authority obedience positions you for authority yeah some of y'all just need to try Jesus yeah you need to yeah you need to try Jesus like I mean you know, some of y'all trust y'all. Some of y'all shop on Amazon. And you trust those reviews more than you trust the word. You on Amazon spending mill money, spending your time, spending your energy, buying products, buying things based off a of man's review of it. Here you got the spoken word of God, right? You trust in what a man wrote on a Best Buy review. You trust in what a man wrote on an Amazon review. You trust in what a man wrote on a Target review to determine how you live your life, to determine how you spend your money, to determine where you go to eat. Can you not trust God? Can you not trust the written word? Come on, guys. We got to do better. We trust things more than we trust God, but that's why we don't see the manifestation that he desires for our life. I trust God more than anything else right? So let me get back to number five. Obedience positions you for authority. We're talking about David, right? Look at David. David David was back there minding his... I love the story of David. David's back there minding his own business, first of all. He ain't trying to copycat his brothers. He ain't trying to be at the front of everything. He ain't trying to make his name great. He just doing what his father told him. He back there with them sheep, right? And so he's back there obeying. He wasn't looking for anything. Why? Because when you obey God, everything that you need to come find you why because when i obey god the responsibility for provision is not on me it's on god so when you obey god it doesn't matter where you find yourself obeying god everything you need will chase you down why because it becomes god's responsibility to get it to you it's god's responsibility to make it happen it's god's responsibility to cause it to manifest so all i gotta do is obey god and i know you may be in and I'm from Prescott, Arkansas, a little small town. So if I was, in, if that's what God told me to live, I can be in Prescott, Arkansas, and I can be a millionaire in Prescott, Arkansas. That's where He told me to be. Why? Because wherever you find yourself obeying God, oh, God will cause the. Re- is responsible for causing the blessing to come upon your life. So you don't got to be out there doing all this extra. You don't need to add anything to what God told you to do. And you don't need to take anything away from God from anything God told you to do. Just do what he said do. So David found himself anointed king right david found himself then playing the heart for uh saul to re- to uh send away the uh the evil spirit david then found himself defeating Goliath. david then found himself being chased down by saul right saul is wanting to kill this dude saul is wanting to murder him so david found himself in the cave hiding in a cave with his men when Saul came in to relieve himself. So Saul comes in there to relieve himself. And David's men is saying, go kill him. The Lord has brought your enemy to you to give you the opportunity to kill him. But David went up to Saul. And instead of killing him, David says, The Lord told me not to, but he cuts a piece off of David's, I mean, Saul's garment. And when that Saul left the cave, David yells out, Hey, Saul, I could have killed you. But I chose not to kill you because the Lord told me not to. How many times have you used your mouth to kill people that the Lord told you not to kill? How many times have you used your time to hurt people that God told you not to do things for? How many times have you you, you've done things because you listened to other people? Had had David listened to his men, he would have killed Saul. And I bet the story will sound a little different. Why? Because he would have disobeyed God. And so let's keep talking about it. So David then screams to him, hey, I could have killed you. And then what happened was through obeying God, David was reconciled. Saul says, you know what, man, I've been wrong for all of this. This has been my fault. And because it's been my fault, he said, "Surely you're going to be king. Surely you're going to you're going to be king." Now we already know he was going to be he was anointed to be king. But now reconciliation took place. Now he began to be to walk in the authority he was supposed to walk in. Why? Because obedience positions you for authority. But other things, obedience, and I just see this obedience brings reconciliation. Because you choose to not obey God when it comes to forgiving. When you choose not to obey God when it comes, I'm going to say that three times, forgiving, because you choose not to obey God when it comes to forgiving. There are people in your life, there are situations, there are relationships that have not been reconciled because of your failure to obey God with, through obeying, to obey him, to forgive those people. You have the opportunity to kill them. You have the opportunity to take them out. You have the opportunity to tear them down with your mouth. But God says, spare their life. God says, spare their reputation. God says, spare their name, spare their their integrity, spare their character. And so you got to obey God. Why? Because when you obey God, it allows for you to walk in authority, but it also brings reconciliation. All right, number six. When I obey God, it secures the bag. Say, my obedience secures the bag. My obedience secures the bag. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this one because Pastor John and them talked about it on Sunday. But Jehoshaphat, in 2 Chronicles, Chronicles 20 and 21, he had God had promised them victory and jehoshaphat he told him jehoshaphat to send a praise team first and when the praise team began to go the bible says that the enemy became confused and they began to uh they began to kill themselves and then after they killed themselves what did the people of god do they secured the bag your obedience will cause your enemies your obedience will cause things that were meant to harm you. Your obedience will cause things that were meant to attack you. Your obedience will cause things that were meant to destroy you to become confused. So people, that's why you don't got to worry about your haters, baby. Your haters can't stop you. You got God on your side. Don't focus on your haters, focus on obeying God. Focus on the reliability of the word. God will cause everything that's in your way to be moved out of your way so that you can secure the bag. So Jehoshaphat and the children of God was able to secure the bag without even having to fight the battle. Cause that's what obedience does for our life. He didn't have to fight the battle. They sent Judah first. They sent the praise team. They out there praising God and they caused the enemy to think, to be, just, <laughs> to be, to, to be crazy and kill themselves and run away. And they spent time securing the bag. So when I begin to obey God, it causes things that were meant to attack me to to be destroyed so that I may secure the bag. Hallelujah. My obedience gives me the gives me access to secure the bag. When I obey God, I can secure the bag. I can spend time gathering the gathering the spoils. Amen. All right, let's go to number 7. All right. Number seven. Obedience leads to abundance. Obedience leads to abundance. Luke five verses one through seven out of the message. Once when he was standing on the shore of Lake Gennesaret, the crowd was pushing in on him to better hear the word. He noticed two boats tied up. This is Jesus talking. I mean, this is Jesus. He noticed two boats tied up and there were some fishermen had just finished fishing and they were out cleaning their nets. He climbed into the, into the boat. There was some, and see, some of us would have already missed God on that. We would have already missed God. Who, who, what he doing in my boat? What? Why is he in my boat? Who, who do you think he is? We're called an attitude with God, right? Because we're just like, 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 so he just going to walk in my boat like that. He ain't going to ask for permission. See, we are called an attitude. Why? Because you're always thinking about yourself. You're always caught up. With with things with your stuff instead of just taking time to be like okay let me hear this. let me hear God on this right so Peter didn't Peter didn't say nothing stupid to Jesus he said Jesus climbed into the boat that was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the shore and the Bible says sitting there using the boat for a pulpit he talked the crowd. So first thing that Paul's obedience did, it helped Jesus spread the word. So when I begin to obey God, it gives Jesus a platform to to spread the word of God. Well, we know Jesus in heaven now, but my obedience gives the kingdom a platform to spread the good news. My obedience gives me a platform to spread the good news. Next in verse four, it says when he finished teaching, he said to Simon, push out into the deep water and let our nets out for a catch. Now you gotta know this. You gotta know that Jesus was a carpenter, right? And, and and Paul, Simon, uh Peter uh was a professional fisherman. And so here you got a carpenter telling a professional fisherman what to do with his boat and what to do with his net. And see, a lot of us, we 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 don't, we we don't do what uh Peter did. We like, God, I got four degrees. God, I've been to school for this. God, I know how to manage money. See, see, we got to be like Paul, Peter, sorry. And we just got to say, well, whatever you say, God, I will do that. It doesn't matter that I got experience in this area. It doesn't matter the knowledge I got in this area. It doesn't matter how many times I've done this. What I got to understand is Jesus word is reliable. So if Jesus said, push out into the deep even as a carpenter, I'm not looking at the carpenter. I'm looking at the Lord. And for a lot of us, we don't look at our men and our women of God the way that we need to look at them. And so you take the word as light. You take the word as friendly. You take the word as options instead of taking the word as something you need to listen to. I mean, we're not going to go back to Second Chronicles 20 and 20. But you know what it says from Sunday's message. believing. uh Believe in a, a prophet and you'll prosper, right? That believe in a prophet, you'll prosper, prosper. That's what it tells us. And so what happens is Peter chose not to take the word of God lightly. He says, I know you may be a carpenter, but I know who you are. You are the, you are the Lord. You're the savior. So I'm going to do what you said do. And in verse five, it says, Simon said, master, we've been fishing hard all night. He just wanted to make sure Jesus, you do know that we've been fishing all night. You do know that we ain't even caught nothing, not even a minnow. But if you say so, I'll let out the nets. It was so, it was no sooner said than done. Oh my good. You'll wake up, you'll go to bed one way, but you'll wake up another way. That's what just happened to Peter. He said, you know what? I, can't, I went out one way, but I came back another way. How did I come back? I came back with two boatloads of fish. I came back with abundance. You know why I came back with abundance? Because I chose to obey God. When you begin to obey God, you'll go to bed one way, but you'll wake up another way. You'll you, you come into 2021 thinking, how's all this gonna happen? And then you'll come into 22, 2022 owning everything, owing no man not to love, nothing but to love them having a new house new car peace of mind health in your body a great marriage and all of these things because you chose to obey god because obedience always leads you to abundance it says it was no sooner said than done amen that's good no sooner it would then said than done that's how fast your obedience is going to bring you harvest no sooner Said than done, a huge haul of fish. So in your your case, no sooner said than done. A huge hall of provision. No sooner said than done. A huge hall of peace. No sooner said than done. A huge hall of healing. No sooner said than done. A huge hall of houses that you didn't build. No sooner said than done. A huge hall of successful relationships. No sooner said than done. A huge hall of reconciled relationships no sooner said than done a huge haul of uh of careers and job options why because when i obey god no sooner said than done a huge haul happens on my behalf the bible says it strained their nets past capacity They wave to their partners once again, my obedience brings abundance, but it doesn't just affect me. It affects my whole tribe. So in other words, I was calling my brothers. Hey, look, I'm obeying God. I'm being blessed. Come experience the blessing. No sooner said than done, brothers. Come experience the blessing. Right. He brought them in. He said, come help me fill both boats. He's calling you to be a CEO so you can employ people. Come no sooner said than done. Come help me build this so that we can all prosper. No sooner said than done. He he wants you to be in management. He wants you to be uh, able to hire people. Why? Because he wants you to bring them into abundance. But you won't be obedient to take the leadership job because you don't think you can be management. You don't think you can do that. Why? Because you don't take God's word serious. I got to know that he's reliable. Obedience opened the door for demonstration of power, a miracle that not only blessed Peter, but those in his tribe. All right, let's hurry up with we, out. Okay, number eight, obedience brings deliverance and salvation. Obedience brings deliverance and salvation. And ain't nobody better to talk about here than Jesus. All right, and this is where we'll wrap up. Think of yourselves the way Christ thought of himself. This is Philippians 2 verses 5 through 9 in the message. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became human. Now, this is one of my favorites. Having become human, he stayed human. He did that for me. You just typed that. He he did that for me. Having become human, because you know, after he became human, at any time, he could have decided that this wasn't what I wanted to do, Father. He couldn't decide I'm tired of being down here with these lying folks. I'm tired of being down here with these old nasty folks. I'm tired of being down here with these old selfish, prideful, idol-worshipping people. I'm tired of being down here with these people who failed to exhibit the power that I know that they have. I'm tired of being down here, Father, with these people. But he stayed, once became human, becoming human, he stayed human on my behalf. It was incredibly a humbling process in other words having become human he stayed obedient having become human he stayed obedient obedient to what the death the death of what even the death of the cross that's what it says he didn't claim special privileges instead he lived a selfless obedient life and then died a selfless obedient death and the worst kind of death at that a crucifixion verse 9 crucifixion verse nine because of that obedience god lifted him high and honored him far above beyond anyone or anything obedience brings deliverance and salvation because jesus decided to obey god because jesus decided to stay human we have now we now have access to deliverance we now have access to salvation right but not only that when we choose to obey God, when we choose to obey God and become fishers of men, when we choose to obey God and go into all of the earth professing the gospel, we give other people the access to deliverance and to salvation. So our obedience brings deliverance and salvation. The same way that Jesus' deliverance brought deliverance, Jesus' obedience brought deliverance and salvation. When we obey God and become fishers of men. We are now perpetuating the deliverance that Jesus brought to other people, because the Bible says, "How can they hear without having the Word preached to them?" So we don't go into our workplace, if we don't go into our communities, if we don't go into our families, and we don't—I mean—and we don't go into our neighborhoods, and we don't obey God when He says, "Hey." I mean it could be simple. Hey, send such and such a Facebook message saying, hey, I love you. Send such and such a Facebook message saying, hey, God loves you. Send such and such five dollars and tell them, hey, lunch is on me today. All of those are ways that through that through our through obeying God. We are giving people access to deliverance and we're giving people access to salvation. That's the love of God that's drawing men to repentance, because I, I can't tell you how many times God has told me to just send somebody a message in Facebook and just say. And it, it's it, it, sometimes it's difficult to. I mean, not difficult. It's always easy to obey God when you get yourself out the way all right so stop saying it's not hard to obey God obeying God is easy just get yourself out the way right and God said go in there and tell them hey I've been thinking about you everything that you've been praying for I ain't forgot about he says I am working on your behalf now right now I'm hearing your prayers right now I have it's finished this is what I need you to do you are like well God you want me to tell them that that's really specific God and so you're like okay God I'll send it to you and then you send it to him he's like Oh, that's the answer prayer. Why? When we begin to obey God, it brings answers to people. We become the solution. But because you you don't trust that you hear God, then there's people out there looking for words that we they don't get because we fail to say them. So the word of God brings deliverance, to salvation, and lastly as you can see, number nine, obedience puts you in a position to be blessed. Obedience puts you in a position to be blessed. All right. And we, we, we over our, but, and I'm going to end, but obedience puts you in a position to be blessed. You can talk about any of those people we talked about. Obedience put them in a position to be blessed. I mean, think about Abraham, 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 when he went to uh, sacrifice Isaac, we're talking about obedience provides what you need when you need it. Abraham said, we about to go up on this mountain. He told his servant, me and a- a- Isaac about to go up here and we'll be back, right? So he went up there and, and what did he need? What, what was the blessing? God empowered him to prosper by giving him what? A ram in the bush. He provided what he needed, when he needed, why? He put him in a position to be blessed. He put Abraham, what was the blessing? He kept his son so that he can become what? The father of many nations, the way that God has told him that he will be, right? So those are the nine things. Obedience preserves you. Obedience provides what you need when you need it. Obedience rescues you and provides access to miracles. Obedience brings you victory. That was number four. Number five, obedience positions you for authority. Number six, All right. Number six. Obedience secures the bag. Listen, guys. Obedience secures the bag. This is the year of great harvest. This I love what the uh, the, the, uh, what the word says. It says I am causing a great shift in both the nation and in you. I'm going to speak to you and I'm going to show you new things and you're going to see things and understand things in ways you haven't before. For what have I for what I have already done? It won't be very long before you see it with your natural eyes. For if you will spend this time with me, if you'll spend this time with me and stand firm in faith, there will be wonders to behold. In other words, he's saying, if you just hear me, if you trust me, if you rely on my word and you know it can be trusted, if you submit yourself. Right. And then if you surrender yourself, if you cease to resist, you you will see wonders to behold. In other words, you'll secure the bag. That's what he's talking about. He's saying, Look, I am shifting these things. Then in the last, last paragraph of the prophet, it said, prophecy says, Now all that you have prayed for and believed me for, I say you this day. It is near. So put aside your struggles, your worries and concerns about if it will be so. I am your God according to covenant. And I say these things so that you'll know that I will not have you. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. You'll know that I will not have you to be without what I have promised for you to have. God will not allow you to be without what He has promised for you to have. He says, You're, listen, my obedience, all it puts me in position. for God to put on me what he's already had for me. Get that, my obedience puts me in position for God to put on me what he already had, past tense, not going to do, had, not fixing to do, had, not planning to do, had. So my obedience allows God to put on me what he already had planned for my life. It says, I'm your God according to covenant. And I say these things so that you'll know that I will not have you to be without what I have promised for you to have. So begin to rejoice and shout unto me and give me praise and receive by faith all the things that you know. For this thing that you and I talked about, it shall surely come to pass. Hallelujah. It shall surely Come to pass, all that you prayed for has come to pass. All your struggles have been put away, all your fears have been extinguished and extinguished in love. He will not let you have you to be without. He will not let you be without what he have promised for you to have. Amen. So I pray that you are blessed by the word tonight. I pray that you will be obedient. I pray that you will understand the benefits of obedience. And there are so many more that we don't even have time to talk about them all. But understand, you're obeying God has everything to do with you hearing God. It has everything to do with you submitting to God, To I mean, trusting God, me it has everything to do with you submitting and it has everything to do with you surrendering so what is biblical obedience again i hear god i believe his word to be reliable i accept his word and yield to it and i cease to resist to the word of god so i i kill myself so that the spirit can live i i I have my pruned soul my mind my will my emotions my imagination, my intellect—they all come into alignment with God. They come into agreement with His Word when I choose to obey God. Amen. And when I happen, I get to experience Psalms 126. I get to experience armloads of blessings and harvests. Armloads of blessing, blessings and har- harvest. Amen. Amen. So, guys, uh, let me put up the banner. Guys, listen. This is still the appropriate time to be sowing seed. It's still the appropriate time to be sowing. Don't don't let Christmas, don't don't let gifts and all that stop you from sowing seeds. You still need to be sowing. I'll hear God on what to sow. So if God tells you to sow into the ministry, you sow into the ministry. If God tells you to sow into my life, you sow into my life. If God tells you to sow into the scholarship fund, you sow into the scholarship fund. If God tells you to 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 cash out somebody you don't like, you cash out the person that you don't like. You don't gotta like somebody to obey God. And I'm gonna say that again for you. You don't gotta like somebody to obey God. You don't gotta like the job. You don't gotta like the person. You don't gotta do any of that. That does not disqualify you from obeying God. Your, how you feel about the situation does not disqualify you from obeying God. Doesn't matter how you feel, you obey God. It doesn't matter what you've been through, you obey God. Nothing that we've experienced, nothing that we're currently experiencing, or nothing that we will experience will give us the right to be disobedient to God. You got to obey God. So find yourself obeying God. Uh, let me put that up real quick. Let me see. You got push pay. Just go to focchurch.com and you can give there. Uh, or you can text to give at eight three three nine six nine zero eight nine seven uh you can give uh do it there uh, if you want to cash out it's ralph Marlowe. you can cash out me uh there uh but honestly hear god give to the scholarship fund give to other people hear god about your seed because i'm telling you man uh it's happening it's happening like 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 today i was just i had forgotten about something i was just sitting there uh and i was just minding my business and i got an email uh about uh a couple thousand dollars that that's owed to me that i just really have forgotten about it and i just praise god for two reasons thank you god for the money that i'll be receiving but thank you god that that and i i ain't saying that that a couple thousand dollars, I I, I know that if it's missing, right? But I am saying that God has taken such good care care of me this year. He has taken such good care of me that even not having that money didn't, didn't cause me to be without. So I praise God for where I am, but I praise God for the increase. Guys, right now, We are being overtaken by harvest. The problem is the harvest is waiting on you to position yourself. The harvest is waiting on you to be obedient to God because through obedience, you're aligned. Through obedience, you agree. Through obedience, you're advanced to the place so that the things that God wants to put on our life, we'll be able to bear that. We'll be able to sustain. It is our year release. There are things that have been released and man, there is so much more coming there's y'all preaching in these comments there's so much more coming so anyway guys i'm hot uh i love y'all merry christmas y'all be safe If you, i mean hear god about i know i know some of y'all like i love my family i want to be with my family hear god pray about that before you just leave your house listen to god uh and, and do what he says to do concerning travel and don't just let your flesh and don't let your family make talk to you into feeling bad. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I love my family, but ain't nobody gonna make me feel bad. I ain't gonna disobey God for them or anybody else. So Merry, Merry Christmas. We'll be back here, be back here t- uh tomorrow night uh at Christian Valley Worships for uh for her. Uh, Christmas, I forgot what she called it. I'm sorry, Chris, Uh, Pastor Chris, back here tomorrow, seven o'clock at Christian Valley Worship's, right? So be back there, man. Listen, I'm so excited because God has already done it. All The earth is just waiting on us to get in position and you need to command your day. Every day you need to wake up saying, I inherit everything that God has for me. I declare now in the name of Jesus that I have everything the Father has for me. I obey God. I hear His word. I trust His word. I submit to His word and I surrender to His word. I am what God has called me to be. I am a solution to all the problems. I am a. I am a giver. I am a distribution center. I have more money than I have month. I have more money than I have year. I have more money than I have lifetime. I thank you that I have more money than I have generations. I leave an inheritance to my great, great, great grandkids. I thank you that my mind is whole. I command my mind to align with what the word it says. I command my body to align with what the word it says. I command my peace to overwhelm me. I command love to fill my heart and I command the abundance of that love to come out of my mouth. I declare that everything I say aligns with the word of God. Therefore, everything I say comes to pass and is spoken in faith and my faith never fails me. I thank you that I'm experiencing my best life now and I think that this is the worst day I ever lived because tomorrow will be better I think that every one of my relationships is healthy and it is whole I think that I am loved by many and favored by all I think that I am God's favorite child and he has bestowed blessings upon blessings upon blessings on my life and I get everything because I take God seriously amen because I take God seriously so that's Pastor Chris Christian Valley worships uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Yeah, uh, ooh, let me get off here. I, I love y'all. I'm going for real this time. Y'all have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, I'll be back next week. So I'll, uh, Happy New Year, but I'll tell you Happy New Year again uh, next week as well. Be safe. Wear your mask. Make sure you're giving. And most of all, obey God. Love you guys.